There once was a ship that put to sea The name of the ship was a bully of tea The winds blew up her bowed up down Oh below my bully boys blow <gasps> Soon may the willow man come To bring us sugar and tea and rum One day when the tonguing is done We'll take our leave and go She'd not been two weeks from shore When down on her a right whale bore The captain called all hands and swore He'd take that whale in tow <gasps> Soon may the willow man come To bring us sugar and tea and rum One day when the tonguing is done We'll take our leave and go da 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 before the boat had hit the water, the whale's sail came up and caught her. Hands to the side, harpooned and fought her when she dived down low. <gasps> Soon may the willow man come to bring us sugar and tea and rum. One day when the tonguing is done, we'll take our leave and go. No line was cut, no whale was freed The captain's mind was not of greed And he belonged to the whaleman's creed She took that ship in tow <gasps> Soon may the willow man come To bring us sugar and tea and rum One day when the tonguing is done We'll take our leave and go da 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 for forty days or even more The lane went slack and tight once more All boats were lost, there were only four But still that will did go <gasps> Soon may the willow man come To bring us sugar and tea and rum One day when the tonguing is done We'll take a leave and go as far as I've heard, the fight's still on The line's not cut and the whale's not gone The willow man makes his regular call To encourage the captain, crew and all Soon may the willow man come To bring us sugar and tea and rum One day when the tonguing is done We'll take a leave and go Soon may the willow man come To bring us sugar and tea and rum One day when the tonguing is done We'll take a leave and go now you're either sick of that song already or you've suddenly joined in the world of sea shanties. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Welcome to the Pirate Professor Podcast. This is your captain speaking. And actually this week I am bringing you this from the boat. Uh, so I'm actually, I've got my laptop set up. I've got my mixer and it's all on my little table here. Feels a little crowded. Um, but that's okay. It's all portable. Um, let me set the scene for you. Uh, I am down in Corpus Christi Bay, which is South Texas. Um, it is currently in the mid 60s. It's sunny. The sun's going down. It's kind of quiet. There's not a lot of wind. I've got the hatches open, so you may actually hear a little a few sounds like uh, cars with engines that are far too loud uh, because the Mar city marina is right downtown and it serves as the local I guess cruise ship or cruise ship cruise strip there's no cruise ships here um, there's also a naval base naval air base on the other side of the base so this is where they teach people how to fly planes and so you very well may hear everything from people drag racing to airplanes flying by to seagulls to the general squeakiness of the boat to somebody just randomly stopping by because it's you know we're we're on a dock and we've got neighbors and people are around so you never know what's going to happen here so i decided just kind of make this a Sea shanty-ish day. Actually, the the Wellerman uh, song is not technically a sea shanty. A sea shanty, by by definition, are songs that are they're basically work songs for sailors. It is a call and a response. And this is some of these old tall ships when they would have to do things in unison. Uh, the songs would help them keep the rhythm, uh, so they could keep the time, and they could all like you know. 
all on the lines at the the right moment together uh but the uh wellerman falls under the category of you know just a uh sort of a folk song uh seafaring folk song i have another one that falls under that we'll we'll end off with as well so folks what's going on in the world today um today is recording this it is february 2nd groundhog's day don't drive angry if you've seen the movie you understand that um it's groundhog's day some news from the day spacex tried to launch its um rocket today it's the uh, big the uh space the the, the the space what do they call it sn9 um it's the Mars rocket that they're they're working on down in South Texas on Boca Chica. Uh, I've been there. It's actually kind of cool. You can just literally drive up, and there's a chain link fence and rocket ships on the other side, and it's kind of crazy. And then you drive like a quarter of a mile, and you're at the, a really nice beach. Uh, the water's good, beautiful. Sand's good. There's just like some black sand there as well. That's kind of cool. Um, but they were uh, they tried to launch the ninth edition of that rocket and went up to 10 kilometers and then it tried to do its belly flop maneuver and that worked and then again like they did the last time uh, it just did not stick the landing and exploded on impact once again they have already have another one out on the uh, launch pad so it was kind of interesting because it literally sort of fell down by the other one I guess nothing big boom, but I guess nothing was uh, damaged. I guess we'll find out. If it was, I guess they'll just build another one. That's that's the kind of the cool thing about Texas, um, and I guess this is one of the reasons why they're you know they're the Tesla and SpaceX, all kind of Elon Musk industries are relocating to Texas. Is sort of this like you know what we're just gonna do it. And we're gonna fail. We're gonna fail spectacularly in the process of doing it, um, and that's kind of impressive to watch, actually, because they're not dealing with this sort of inhibition of like, oh well, you know, it's gonna cost too much if we break another one. They're not like, screw it, blow it up. We're just gonna fail, and we're gonna get all kinds of information and data from that, and then we're gonna make some adjustments, and we're gonna do it again. I guess that's what happens. You can do that when you're like the world's richest human being. Um, I still get into the, you know, is is Elon Musk actually, you know, a supervillain or a space? Actually, I always thought Richard Branson was secretly like a supervillain. Um, then I had the uh, theory that, you know, Mark Zuckerberg and Elon Musk were both space aliens, but they're like competing space aliens. Like, they were the two guys at Harvard who, you know, are always competing against each other. I don't know. It's just a thought. It's really not a theory. It's actually just complete BS. But you never know. You never know. So, social media. This is for that class. Again, we're on Chapter 3. And I... And we're going to talk about analytics. So, some of the things that you guys have been asking me about your project is that like what I want in this project what I want you to do is fail spectacular or not fail spectacularly I want you to be innovative and I want you to be creative and I get that you don't necessarily know what you're doing at this point because that's why you're taking the class but really what what it comes down to is I want to see you on your social media campaigns I want to know a few things, four things in particular. I want to know that you understand who your client is. I want to and who your brand is. The organization, if even if it's the thing that you've created, I want you to understand what it is and what it's about. I want you to understand its identity. And then I want you to understand the the second thing, I want you to understand the audience, the demographic that that brand connects with. And I, want, I want to know that you understand them. And when I say that I want you to understand, I need to see like evidence of your research that you've tried to figure this out. Not that, you know, we just want to reach this particular group because, well, you know, they're nice. 
that's nah, not really getting into it. Like, I want to understand, like, why this particular um, product or this particular organization or whatever it happens to be will be most effective with this particular um, group that you're, audience that you're trying to reach. And then the third thing is I want to see that you have like a goal. Like, what do you hope to accomplish with this? What you what what are you trying to do here? Like, like how do you quantify that you're successful at the end of this? Like when you walk away at the end of the day, what does success look like? And then the fourth and I guess the final thing is I want to know that you have the benchmark set up that like this is how you are um this these are the steps along the way that you hope to achieve to know that you're on track or not on track are you progressing towards your destination or are you just spinning your wheels these are important these are important questions to understand and these are the kind of questions that a potential client down the road is going to want answered so those are the things now how you frame that like like the organization of your plan, that's kind of up to you. Like, how do you, but I need to see that you've, you've done your research, you've done the work, you've put in the time and you just didn't throw something together at the last minute. Does that make sense? I hope it makes sense. Cause that's what we're doing. And I guess with that said, Oh, uh, I changed things up. So, you know, normally I start with my little podcast opening right from the beginning. And I decided maybe, I, you know, I've kind of wanted to sort of change it up a little bit. Maybe start with a song and then go into the podcast opening. I don't know. Does it work? Does it not work? Do you even care? Probably not. But you know what? Uh, I don't have a lot of things to philosophize over right now. Other than the weather is beautiful where I am. The boat is just chilling. There's not a lot of wind got a pirate flag directly above my head that's just slowly slowly moving in the breeze and life is good life's good can you sail under the command of a pirate can you not you don't listen to This nation will rise up, live out the true meaning of its creed. Words are things. We hold these truths to be self-evident. Careful about calling people out of their names. I kept coming back to it, just trying to figure out where in the world we had gone so wrong that it had ended up here. Well, I didn't think you had it in you. I'm your huckleberry. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Why, Johnny Ringo. You look like somebody just walked over your grave. Fight's not with you, Holiday. I beg to differ, sir. We started a game we never got to finish. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? What we've got here is... Failure to communicate. Some man you just can't read. You keep using that word. I don't think it means what you think it means. You don't tell your pappy how to cut the electorate. We ain't one at a time in here. We're mass communication. Oh, yeah. Are you not entertained? Are you not All right, we're here. You're here. I'm here. So let's get into tonight's lesson. Let's talk about chapter three, discovering insights. What kind of insights do you have? Any good ones? Anything you want to share? What kind of things do you have that are worth sharing? I guess that's, you know, that's kind of the point of social media, right? Um, and I, this is, gets into sort of the weirdness of it all. When everyone is given a microphone, do you have anything worth 
saying? Just because you have a microphone in your face, like I do at this moment, do you have anything worth saying? And and specifically, when, what we're talking about, what we're doing tonight is how can you tell if people are responding? Getting a social media brand up and off the ground can be tough. It's easier for some people um, if they've already got some sort of established audience. It's easier if, like, you know, you're already working for a, let's say, a a restaurant that's popular in town, but they don't have much of a social media influence. It's pretty easy to get them up and going um, because it was, you know, it was the... That's the thing, you know, they already have a fan base. And so it's pretty easy to get people to jump on board. You just sort of understand like what those people are looking for. And then, and then you give that to them. Like how, what kind of like useful information or interesting information, uh, can you get? And it's going to differ because, you know, not, no two organizations or people or brands are going to be the same. Some are going to be similar, uh, but not necessarily the same thing. There's an old country store on the way to Hot Springs on Highway 7 in this little community called Hollis. And there's this old country store just called the Hollis Country Store. And that thing's been around there for, you know, close to 100 years. It's just, you know, it's one of those places out in the middle of nowhere. There's no, you know, basically no cell phone service right there. Surrounded by mountains. It's a gorgeous, really scenic area. And... Largely quiet. Well, the the current owner, who it's it's one of these places that's been in the same family for, you know, generations. He suddenly jumped on Facebook and he's starting to do like every day. He's doing these little daily posts of like, hey, you know, this is what's going on, and he's really diving into that old country store nostalgia of, you know, come on, you know, get an RC cola and a moon pie, or you know, they really, really apparently want to they have famous bologna sandwiches come get one of the world famous bologna sandwiches you know and it works for them you know it's it's a small place so you're not expecting a hundred thousand followers and so but maybe maybe you never know could be kind of one of those sort of tourist you know one of those destination places if he his brand gets out there far enough you know but right now he's simply you know he's mostly trying to get to that community or the surrounding community or the people that are passing through um, cause a lot of people drive past there on their way to hot springs and, uh, it's just a, uh, you know, and that's how he would define success. If you're doing something else, like I ran a, um, we had a coffee, coffee house that had a, uh, it was also a music venue and, you know, our sort of, when our social media stuff was basically really trying to ingest in or, or, or um, not ingest that's not the right word um, we were trying to give people the feeling like that FOMO feeling that fear of missing out like we, we wanted like on a Friday night or Saturday night when we had live music we would do like great try to do really great photography um, so the musicians would want to share it and we would try to do really great video and then you know we were also trying to like we wanted it to be a place that musicians really wanted to play at. Um, not just from the audience, but also from the acoustics and the general vibe of the place. We just wanted it to be a good place. And then we would take that when we try to push it out on, on social media is sort of this, if you're not here, you're missing out on being at the, the coolest place in town. Like we want this to be the most popular place in town and we're going to promote it that way. And it really worked. We had actually had a really good social media following uh, and campaign. And so we had a really a lot of engagement and it was cool. It was a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, and so but we would do that. Then we would track and we would kind of keep up with what's working and what's not working. And then again, you get other people, you know, with other people are sharing your content. And that's always a bonus um, because then you're getting that organic move uh, and, or, or um, engagement and exposure all right so all of these things how you know do, how do you know if you're successful um so discovering insights so the first term on the powerpoint in chapter three 
secondary data or data, however you want to pronounce it, secondary data. Information that already exists and gathered for another purpose, which compared to primary data is data gathered by the person or organization conducting a study. So one of it is basically secondary information, secondary data, stuff that's already out there. And you can it was already created and collected for some other thing, but that same information is relevant to you. Actually, the difference between data, data and information, data is the raw information and or data is the raw numbers and information is that data made useful. Hey, and there's the sound of a motorcycle going way too fast. All right, so data is the raw research inf numbers, and information is that data made useful. Primary data, primary research is the stuff gathered by the person or organization conducting that study. All right, this is a lot of the stuff. So the secondary data, if you're doing research for your brand, is the stuff that other people are doing. Like you get out there and you're like, all right, so maybe you're running something for a coffee shop get out there and start looking to see what other coffee shops are doing what's working for them what are they focusing on you know what kind of content are they focusing on are they focusing on specifically like product-based stuff or are they focusing on an overall sort of attitude um you know they're all you know kind of what's their game and so you look at that and then you take your own stuff and you start researching what's working for you so in that research process and this can be any kind of research. It doesn't necessarily have to be social media. Is the first thing you need to do is define your problems and, and figure out what your objectives are. What's your problem? Hey, man, what's your problem? What is your problem and objectives? Second thing is develop your research questions. The things that you're trying, the questions that you're trying to answer. So you define the problem and the objectives. Then you create a list of questions that are trying to, that you're trying to answer. Uh, so then you determine your research design, and this is sort of a, how you're going to do this thing. Uh, you identify your secondary sources. You look to see what research has already been done. Plan that research, primary research. Then go out and sample and collect the data. Then analyze that data. And then that data then becomes information and becomes results. So this is how you find out. And it sounds, I get it, it sounds kind of, ugh, why would you do that? That just sounds like dudes in white coats, and I just don't, ugh, ugh. But really, at the, at the core of it is, you're setting up, like, what do you want to know? Like, what is it that you really want to know? And let's go about trying to find that information in a strategic way. Because what you don't want to do is just, like, guess the answer. Nope, nope, that one didn't work. Yep, nope. And so... Because you're saving time and money by getting to, you know, what really works and what doesn't work. And it, you're not necessarily always going to be doing surveys of people. And what do you think? Because there's only a certain kind of people that are going to respond to those. But what you can be doing is like looking at certain, like if you're social media, you're like looking at certain kinds of posts. What kind of engagements do those kind of posts get? Like there's a reason um, in, it, that a lot of stuff today is clickbaity because it serves a purpose like this is how you get people to click you create something that makes them want to find more information it's creating a hook it's creating a sense of i want to know what the rest of this information is or it's sort of you know somewhat scandalous or seems somewhat scandalous and you know and you get people to go for it or it causes a conflict and you get the engagement and that rewards the algorithms and blah 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 those things didn't happen by accident those happened because the algorithms determine and the research determine as effective for whatever their, that particular brand's goal is. So questions you should ask yourself when you're doing your research. Um, the first thing is I always tell people is check your attitude at the door. Like whatever your ego is, just leave it at home. Um, you're going to get answers that contradict what you think. If you're doing it right, because what you're not the dumbest research in the world is research that's just trying to confirm what you already believe. That's not real. Wow, that was crazy. That was just my cup fell over. I wasn't even sure it was leaning over. That was my 
Yeti cup just fell. Maybe I have a haunted ship. What was I saying? Oh, yeah. The dumbest research in the world is the research where you're just trying to confirm what you already believe. That's not research. That's just dumb. Don't be that person. Have honest questions and search for honest answers. Honest questions lead to honest answers. Check your ego at the door so when you get information, you don't get all butthurt about it. Okay? Situation analysis. Comprehensive research document that guides a company planning strategy. Implementation and evaluation process. It's a comprehensive research document that guides a company strategy, planning, implementation, and evaluation process. It's just the thing that you're following. It's the thing that's just like, all right, this is what we're going to do. And this is kind of the big picture, the 30,000 foot view. All right. It doesn't have to be too complicated. Market segmentation. Moving to the next thing. I know this is dry. Market segmentation is the stuff we were talking about when you can start taking your audience and breaking them into smaller and smaller groups. Uh, when you're doing target marketing and you're trying to research particular types of people and you research those different types of people with different types of language, you may be trying to achieve the same objective, but you may be reaching people by using by communicating in a different way. Your Facebook audience may is probably not going to respond in the same way that your TikTok audience will. Your Instagram, it's so again, this goes back into your research. If you're trying to look for a particular audience, like if I want to reach, I'm just throwing this out there. If I wanted to reach more older Let's say millennial. I, I can't believe I'm actually saying millennials are older now, but millennials are, you know, they're in their 30s now. So um, if you're trying to reach that group, probably Facebook is going to be a good, good place to go. Um, you know, just think you're going to have a different audience with like Instagram. You're going to have a different audience with Pinterest. You're going to have a different audience with TikTok. Uh, you're going to have a different audience with Snapchat. And you want to communicate in a way that, that highlights what those brands are looking for. I'm sorry, with those platforms, the audience, those platforms attract and the way that those platforms attract. One of the things I've seen lately on Instagram is it seems like every TikTok video in the world is on there now. And that's kind of, you know, that's part of Instagram's owned by Facebook and that's been Facebook's strategy for a long time is if something new comes around, just either try to buy that company or, bring whatever function that is into Instagram or Facebook in order to try to drive that company out of business. And so Instagram is now getting very TikTok-y. And so like one of the things the algorithms are rewarding now in there are videos. So because they want to pull, you know, that kind of stuff away. Um, so there we go. Um, or they want to pull stuff away from, you know, Instagram wants to pull stuff away from TikTok. So, you know, they reward, you know, that kind of content. I have no idea what that noise is. Let's guess that noise. This is the definite difference between living at the cabin where there's the only thing I share, you know, that makes noise are the animals that live around there. Um, here, there's no talent. Um, um, competitive marketing strategies. What are the principles of the marketing strategies for the brand and its competitors? So what this goes back to your goals. So not only what are your goals, but what are your competitors' goals? So let's say you're Taco Bell and who's your competitors? Maybe okay, other taco places. Oh, here's here's one. Uh Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A is known for their sandwiches. They're tasty, tasty sandwiches. But then, one of the really one of the greatest contributions to uh, 2020 was Popeyes also came out with a delicious chicken sandwich, and then the, then the race was on, and so now we have competing 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 products and competitive companies. So now Chick Fil A and Popeyes 
are going at each other. And so you start having to look, all right, what are their strategies? How are they trying to reach them? What's, you know, what are they doing on their social media platforms? What are they doing on television? What are they doing in, you know, as far as in the stores themselves? So you break that down. Digital marketing strategy. What's the digital strategy of the brand specifically? Like how, like websites, advertising, again, back into the social media world, the, the whole digital ecosystem what's their game how are they what kind of messaging are they putting out there what kind of audience do they seem to be reaching for and you can you can pick this stuff up you know is it you know you've got eat more chicken which is you know chick-fil-a's long-running camp ad campaign you know and then you've got popeyes which is just delicious I'm going to be honest. I'm, I've, I've moved over to Popeye's. Um, get a spicy chicken sandwich and red beans and rice. Get a large red beans and rice. You won't have to eat for the rest of the day. Delicious. Anyway, so I'm, I'm off topic. Digital marketing strategy. What's their digital game? Brand communications. What are the brand positioning and integrated marketing communication strategies for the brand and the competitors? Again, we're kind of getting to the overarching question of what's the theme? Like, what are they, what's the overall thing? And they're talking about positioning, like where are they ranked with their competitors and what are they doing and how are they trying to reach particular audiences? Like the overall, the brand, this, the overall brand you know, you're talking about like digital strategies. That's where, you know, what's going on specifically there. But the brand communication, what is their overall game? This is a big umbrella that's going to consume everything underneath it. Um, from the way, like with going for Chick Chick-fil-A, you know, their drive-through is part of their brand communication. Like they're, these are the things that they're like, they want to be known because this is like gets into the world of customer service. These are ways that they communicate. The, specifically, Chick-fil-A is like, you never say thank you. It's, you know, or it's never you're welcome. It's always my pleasure. These things are intentional. This is part of their, what the, they're trying to achieve something. They're, they're trying to achieve some kind of identity with that. Their social media strategy feels like we're kind of getting, you know, going in circles. So we've got digital strategy, which is everything, the overall brand identity. That's the big umbrella social media strategies, like specifically, like how are they, what are they doing on, on the different social media platforms? Is it the same message on all of them? You know, is it the same like, like Twitter, like, um, Wendy's specifically, since we're in the fast food world, you know, they adopted the thing where like the Wendy's Twitter just started getting vicious and going after people. And, you know, and they would, and then the other ones would kind of, it's like, see who could get the snarkiest and have most quick witted. And it just sort of became a game. And none of that has anything to do with food, but it's everything to do with attitude. And so they're trying, and, and so that gets into what are they trying to express? What, what are, what are the identity that they're trying to do? So social media strategy evaluates the brand's current social and mobile strategy in terms of the search engine rankings, followers, social media conversations, and content. What are they doing? What are they putting out there? Just what are they putting out there? And how are they responding to others? Social media listening. The process of gathering online data using keywords and phrases to determine social media conversations about a brand, product, category, issue, or other interest. Keywords. This is something that you need to lock in your brain. Keywords are one of those things that when you get into things like search, search engine optimization, uh, there's, these are essentially words that you put out there that tell the web crawlers, the, the, the Googles of the world and all their algorithms that are working. It's saying, this is what we're about. Um, think of like a hashtags, essentially the same thing. Um, but it's, the keywords just sort of fall in, they, they kind of blend into the background. And so there's actually, you know, a style of writing where you, you make sure that you put certain keywords in there because you want the search engines to find those things and to, you know, help them bubble up to the top. Um, 
So it's a process of gathering online data using keywords and phrases to determine social media conversations. The other thing is you go out there and start re like what's trending. If you understand that from the world of like of Twitter, what's trending right now? So we want to jump into that conversation. You know, whether it's sea shanties or COVID or whatever it is, whatever's like the dominant conversation, that's what's trending and some and like brand certain brands may want to jump in that. And that can happen on a national level. If you're a local grocery store trying to jump into a national conversation, it might work, it might not work. Uh, depends on what that conversation is. If it's somehow related to you, maybe. If it's not related to you, can you twist it around where it seems like it's related to you? I don't know. All right, so uh, there's six things on this particular PowerPoint slide. First one is evaluate brand sentiment. What do people think about you? Like, what do people think about your brand? Do they think anything at all about your brand? Maybe, maybe not. Uh, the second thing, monitor competitors. What is what are they doing? What are the people that you're going up against doing? Are you playing on the same at the same level as them? Or are they playing at your level? Who's winning that game? Track trends. These go back to the overall things. What's what's going on right now that's you know trending? Analyze keywords. We just talked about that. Identify bloggers. So this is when you get into I'll, I'll throw in not just bloggers, but influencers, the people out there who have a large, you know, following, whether from their blog or their Instagram or TikTok, whatever it happens to be. Identify the people that are talking about whatever it is, the thing that you're doing. Get them on board, you know, find out what they're talking about. And again, sometimes this is when you pay them to talk about your product and introduce your thing to their audience. And determine site analytics. This is where if you plug in Google Analytics to your website, it'll track everything. And I mean everything. It will tell you exactly how many people are coming to your website every day. It'll tell you which which um, pages they're on. It'll tell you how long they stay on each page. They'll tell you the path they took to get to your page, whether they you know just typed it in directly or they came through a link somewhere. Uh, they'll tell you how long they stayed. They'll tell you what country they came from, what city, what zip code. They'll tell you what particular phone they're using. Are they more iPhone users? Are they more Samsung users? Do you have a lot of people coming on desktops or iPads? It will break all of that down. And Facebook uh, has a lot of that kind of analytics stuff too. So if you have a Facebook page and you want to dive into the analytics, you can get a ton of information from that as well. And that gives you insight about the people that are coming um, and interacting with you. You've also got some other third-party software out there. When I used to do this professionally, I used a, I used one called um, uh, Sprout Social. Um, there's some other ones. There's Social Mention, Clout, Hootsuite, and TweetDeck, uh, TrackUR, Tracker, uh, how sociable Google alerts. There's all kinds of things. Basically there's stuff out there that's saying it's just listening. It's looking for mentions. It's looking for, you can set Google up to let you know anytime somebody mentions your name, doesn't matter if they're talking about you specifically or not. But, um, so if you want to find out if you have a brand and you want to find out of how often people are talking about it and who's talking about it, Google will just, you know, send you an email every day. Hey, your name popped up here and you know maybe it's relevant maybe it's not but it gives you kind of an ear to what's going on um also with these like with hootsuite and tweetdeck and sprout social uh, they have a ton of analytics built into them and this is also how you schedule all of these things so you don't have to log on to facebook and schedule your post and then log on to twitter and schedule your post and then log on to instagram you can use these software platforms just to you log into that platform and then say all your posts for a week or a month or a day or whatever it is. You you go online or you log in and you, you find the Instagram one and you load all your Instagram posts there. And then you load all your Facebook posts in there. And then you load your, you know, TikTok stuff in. And it's all there. It's all in one place. That way you can just do it from one platform and not have to keep logging into all the other ones. 
uh, brand sentiment. This is how people feel about you. They like you. They not like you. How are they feeling? You see this with politicians where they're talking about them a lot as far as popularity. Essentially, it's like, do people like you or do they not like you? Do they? Or, and the other thing is, do they have a feeling at all about you? And if they don't have a feeling at all about you, that's important too. Um, you know, even if they don't like you, at least they're thinking about you. And that's that counts for something, right? Maybe. Sentiment analysis. Uh, software that will help you analyze the sentence and determine if it's positive, negative, or neutral. This is where you get into creating, you know, um, was like Grammarly will sort of tell you, you know, is this a good sentence or not a good sentence? You get some stuff, and there's also stuff for um, search engine optimization that you can throw in, especially if you like a little WordPress uh, website. There's a lot of this stuff that you can just sort of throw in there, and it'll it'll break down your writing and tell you if it's, you know, working or not working, positive or negative. Um, you know, are you going to the positive side, you know, as far as tone, or are you moving toward, toward a negative? Uh, intention analysis. A sentence will be analyzed to determine whether the person who wrote it intends to make a purchase. This is where I'm talking about it starts getting kind of weird just how detailed they can be. Um, say somebody makes a comment on your social media platform or they make a comment, you know, they're just make they're writing stuff um, on their, their own social media and, and you get algorithms that are going, hey, this person is ripe to buy a new pair of boots. Their search engine, their search history, and the things that they've written um, tells us they're actively looking to purchase something. And so we're going to start pushing the algorithms like, hey, brands that are advertising and say, you know, your boot sellers, we're going to start pushing your stuff to this person because it has a higher, that person has a higher probability to make a purchase. Um, going back to keywords, companies should determine the key terms associated with their business so they might signify a change in the landscape that seems like a really lame sentence this comes out of the book um the key terms again is just boiling down what you're about like what's your post about what are the like, like if you could you write a sentence out and you and then you only get three words out of that sentence to let people know what that sentence is about. What are those three words? Those are your keywords or maybe the paragraph. Like you get, you can write a paragraph, but you only get three words to tell people what that paragraph is about. You get three words. Those are your keywords. Um, you got tools, you got Google AdWords, you got search engine keyword suggestions. WordStream keyword suggestion tool, Word Tracker, SEM Rush, and SpyFu. Um, these are all things, and there's one I can't remember of it. I've got it built into my my website. Um, but it's basically it will grade my SEO. So if I it'll grade my pages, like how search engine friendly is this thing that you wrote today? And the, you know there's a balance there. To pay. If you're doing marketing material, then you you want to pretty heavily pay attention to that stuff if you're if you're doing something like journalistic you don't want to change up your stories based on what some algorithm wants you to write that's no bueno um but there are places where you can plug that kind of information in that sits in the background and not necessarily in your story so you just got to look for the tools um, going back to bloggers or influencers, those people can spread positive, negative, or neutral information about brands. This is why this is why they get paid money. Influencers are just simply their own little media markets or their own little media companies. That's all they are. They have an audience, and brands are willing to basically pay them to do commercials or review their product. That's all it is. It's just a basic. Um, it's a small little communication company, and. You know, they're an ad. They're a walking, just like the nightly news has an audience. That blogger or that Instagrammer or that TikToker has an audience. So they can then leverage that audience um, for financial gain. 
Um, blogger influence. Views per month. Links to blog. Right, let me go back. Blogger influence can be determined by how many views a month you get, how many different links. So if you want to, let me back up. If you want to know how influential a particular blogger is. Okay, views per month. Like how many, like if they're posting something and they get 50 views versus 10,000 views, you know, or likes, then, you know, that gives you an indication of how big their, you know, following is. How many links to blog, like how many people are sharing their stuff? Post frequency, how often do they share? Are they putting stuff out daily? Are they putting stuff out, you know, five times a day? Sometimes too much is too much. Um, their media citation score, basically they get ranked. Industry score, they get ranked. You can look in your book and kind of pick those apart. Social aggregator rate, engagement index, subject topic related. All of these things basically is... How big is their fan base? How engaged are they? And how specific are they to a particular type of audience? Like it, it gets into everything else. Do they reach a particular demographic? Are they, and are they putting the stuff out there that, you know, does well? Mobile research. We're almost, this is the last one actually. Using a mobile device to collect information. Wow, look at that. Mobile. Believe it or not, they're actually tracking your phone. Um, obviously, you already knew that because we've already talked about that because that's where it gets spooky. Um, you can use your mobile device to track your friends if they, you know, where's my, find my friends. I can find that Larry is, you know, hanging out at Popeye's when he should be at Chick-fil-A, whatever. Um, you can find out and you can pay companies to give you this kind of information, exactly sort of what it is. Uh, what kind of information you're looking at. And when you're talking about mobile stuff, mobile gives you all kinds of, basically it tracks movement, tracks, it tracks everything, honestly, uh, because it's sort of an extension of your brain. Um, what was it? I was, having a, I was having a conversation with someone, a friend of mine, a couple of days ago about Utah. And she mentioned Utah in our um, instant messaging conversation. And guess what? I started getting ads for her. Come visit Utah. Um, you know, so that was more kind of a social media messenger thing, not so much phone. But, you know, when I moved to a different city, I start, you know, start getting, when I'm in Texas, I get ads for local Texas stuff. When I'm in Arkansas, I get stuff from tech Arkansas. Uh, and that's how it's working. Um, the thing is with all of this the layers can just get incredibly deep and you can just keep splitting and splitting and splitting and splitting and splitting until it just gets super super um, detailed and you can go as deep as you want to depending on how much time you want to put into it and how much money you want to invest in some of it a lot of this like Google Analytics totally free all you have to do is just drop a piece of code in the back end of your website and a lot of websites just kind of have a place in the uh, in the uh, module you just you know copy and paste and throw that stuff in there and you do a little bit of stuff on Google Analytics fill out a form and next thing you know you start just log on and you get daily updates and it's kind of cool it's kind of cool um I guess this is that moment when I click over to make sure I'm actually still recording I am still recording hey we're at 49 minutes and I'm out of stuff to say. So, and now it sounds like the uh, it's afternoon tra evening traffic is picking up and people are making a little more racket. Sun has gone down, but it's getting a little dark. So I'm going to play you out and I'll see you next week. Have a good week, everybody. By the dark side one morning's affair to take the salt water and breathe the sea air. I spied an old fisherman singing this song. Help me now, boys, for my time isn't long. Dress me up in me oilskins and jumper. 
No more by the docks I'll be seen. Just tell me, old shipmates, I'm taking a trip, mates, and I'll see you someday in Fiddler's Green. Now, Fiddler's Green is a place I hear tell where the fishermen go if they don't go to hell. Where the sun always shines and the dolphins do play And the cold coast of Greenland is far, far away Dress me up in me oilskins and jumper No more by the docks I'll be seen Just tell me, old shipmates I'm taking a trip, mates and I'll see you someday in Fiddler's Green Where the weather is clear and there's never a gale And the fish jump on board with a flip of their tail You lie on the decks and there's no work to do And the captain's below making tea for the crew Dress me up in me oilskins and jumper no more by the docks I'll be seen Just tell me, old shipmates I'm taking a trip, mates And I'll see you someday in Fiddler's Green When you put into port and the long day is through There's pubs and there's clubs And there's lassies there too The girls are all pretty and the beer is all free and there's bottles of rum lying under each tree. Dress me up in me oilskins and jumper. No more by the docks I'll be seen. Just tell me, old shipmates, I'm taking a trip, mates, and I'll see you someday in Fiddler's Green. Now I don't want to harp, not a halo, not me. Just give me a deck and the free rolling sea. The wind in the rigging will sing me a song. And I'll play my old squeeze box as we roll along. Dress me up in me oilskins and jumper. No more by the docks I'll be seen. Just tell me, old shipmates, I'm taking a trip, mates, and I'll see you someday in Fiddler's Green. Just tell me, old shipmates, I'm taking a trip, mates, and I'll see you someday in Fiddler's Green. Thank you so much. Good night. Drive carefully.